0: Hello, and welcome to the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, aka Nomad Neeks, and this podcast is the place to be if you are looking to start creating a lifestyle that you love. From business, entrepreneurship, travel, starting and sustaining a digital nomad lifestyle, and of course, making money online and investing, we talk about all of it here. So let's dive into it. Hello and welcome back to the work, wealth, and travel podcast. I am your host, Nicole, and this is another one of my Monday solo episodes. I have so much fun doing these. I will either pull questions from usually my DMs, sometimes my comments as well on YouTube, or I will chat about something that is on my mind when it comes to traveling, being a digital nomad, all of the things that we talk about here. And Today I had a few different things on my mind and it can kind of all come together into one episode that I am now recording. I'm going to be chatting about what you need to have in order before leaving to become either a digital nomad or a traveler for a longer period of time. This doesn't really apply if you are going on a short trip or a vacation or just one or two months but If you are really embarking on a different lifestyle for yourself and this is going to be a travel nomad lifestyle, then here's things that you are going to want to make sure you have in order prior to leaving your home country. I have in one way or another had to get all of these in order and it can be a little bit intimidating, I won't lie. So I would recommend to start a little bit before you are going to be leaving. Don't leave it to the last month or two months. So let's dive right in. Now, the first thing that you should have, and hopefully you have regardless of if you're traveling or not, but this is a will. And this can look different for everyone. Maybe a trust is better for you if you do have a lot of assets, but just some way to protect yourself, protect everything that you have worked for and that you have in your life and to ensure that that can be given to somebody. If something does happen in the nomad space, this is something that isn't talked about enough because we obviously and rightfully so see the amazing side of being a nomad, but there are things that can go wrong and not even in just in nomad life, in general life, there are so many things that can go wrong, although they usually don't happen, which is always for the best. You know you never know when something will happen. So I remember before I left for China, it was probably like seven years at this point, before I left for China, I was like, "I don't know what is waiting for me over there." <laughs> now it's so funny to look back and think of, but that was really my thought process at the time, and I didn't know what it was going to be like. I had no idea what to expect. And so I went to my lawyer, my family lawyer, and I got a will made and I still have that will to this day. It's just a nice insurance and backup that if something were to ever happen, I know that I have something to fall back on. So a will, a trust, whatever is going to work better in your specific situation. Just ensuring you have something in your home country that a lawyer has in writing, if anything were to go. All right, now, The next one I'm going to list is very self explanatory. And I know you have thought of this if you are looking to become a nomad, a traveler, and that is some type of insurance. However, there is a big asterisk to this. I just recorded an episode with an insurance broker for nomads. Oh my gosh, it was so, so insightful. I can't really say too much about what we chatted about. I'm hoping in a year's time we'll be able to have another podcast recording about some of the things that we chatted about off-air because really mind-blowing, really crazy, really interesting. But that episode will be coming out within coming months, so keep an eye out for it. However, what I learned was that there is a very big difference between travel insurance and health insurance. Travel insurance is when you are going for a shorter period of time and you Have coverage in your home country. So the travel insurance covers you pretty short term if something were to happen during your one or two week vacation. And then you want to ensure that you have something that you will go home once they maybe airlift you home or you're able to go home. And then the travel insurance is not going to continue covering you in your home country. And that's why most travel insurances won't cover you in your home country. Whereas a health insurance, which is typically You know, one, two, three, four hundred dollars per month, depending on your situation. It's much more than travel insurance, but that is more comprehensive. That is the true health insurance. And I think a lot of us don't know this. And it was a very interesting episode. So I will be releasing that soon. But if you are planning on being a longer-term nomad, then health insurance might be the thing that you want. Travel insurance may not protect you as much as they make it seem like it will protect you, which I found very interesting because I also fell into this trap of not really knowing and understanding the difference. And you better believe I am looking into health insurance now. So that will be out soon. I highly, highly recommend actually speaking to him as a broker. He even goes into how he makes his commissions and the fees and it's all really interesting. That episode will be out soon. But think about if you want travel insurance or if this is going to be a lifestyle for you health insurance might be the better way to go. So on the note of medical health insurance, the next kind of item that you should have in order before embarking on your nomad lifestyle adventure is life insurance. Now, I am no longer a resident of the country that I was born, but I do have life insurance there. I've had life insurance. My parents got me on it when I was, I don't know, probably 15, 20 years ago at this point. I was pretty young. And so I've been paying into that every year. And so one thing I had to ensure before I became a non-resident of Canada was that my life insurance would cover me as a resident of anywhere in the world and as a non-resident of Canada. So I did have to email them and make sure that that was the case. But if you are looking to start traveling, ensure that you have a good life insurance that can maybe be from a family member's plan that you are added on to, which is how it works for me. But again, kind of going back to the wheel, if anything does go wrong, you want to make sure that there is some sort of insurance. And for me, you know, what I pay annually is basically nothing for the peace of mind of having a life insurance. But I do know if you get life insurance through family, parents, then you will likely get a better rate than just starting your own policy from scratch. So that's how it worked for me. Highly recommend in whatever province, state, country you are in to look into some life insurance before you go as well. Okay, so these are all kind of the three things in terms of medical, health. Now moving into a different category, the next one I have is a VPN. So I think we all know at this point what a VPN is and how important it is, but if you don't know, it is a called a virtual private network, a VPN, and essentially it will mask where you are, your IP address for whatever device that you are using the VPN on and it will make it look like you are using that device from somewhere else in the world, a different country likely, and if anyone's trying to hack into your devices, your system, it will make that a lot more difficult for them. I don't believe VPNs are the solution to absolutely everything. If you're a hacker, I'm sure you can get around it, but if you are working in cafes like I do a lot of the time and I don't have a home, so I am using people's Wi Fi's every month. You know, we're in a new Airbnb, a new hotel, whatever it is. And so none of these are my Wi Fi's. These are people's pre installed Wi Fi's to their apartments or hotels. So I am pretty good about using my VPN. I personally use NordVPN. I know Nord and Express are two really big ones. When I was in China, China is a different story, I will say, for VPNs. If you are using a VPN in the rest of the world versus China, it will take much, oh my gosh, so much longer to connect than it will in the rest of the world. For me here, it's like half a second to connect. In China, it will take some time. Sometimes it would take one to two minutes and then it just wouldn't even connect at all sometimes because the firewall there is, of course, much more intense than here in Argentina, for example, where there's nothing like most of the world. So it's a different story in China. And that's the reason I don't use Express because it didn't work very well for me after about six months of using it. I would change VPNs a lot in China too, because after using them for six months to a year, they would just stop working as well. And yeah, it's a whole different story in China. But I personally use Nord. I've used it for years. I love it. I do have an affiliate link if you want, I think three months for free, which is a pretty good deal. So you can message me on Instagram or on my website if you are interested in that. But yeah, I really recommend it. I think that that's a good VPN. There's a lot of options out there. I know there's Surfshark, of course there's Express, Panda, like I don't know, there's a bunch out there. You definitely have options but the price point for VPNs are all around the same and they're pretty affordable. I'd say it's about $100 per year is around maybe a give and take a little bit more a little bit less but that's around the cost of a VPN per year and then I know for me with with Nord I got three years for like $150 when I signed up like it was pretty crazy. They have really great deals sometimes. Okay. So the next one that we have is going to be an emergency fund. Now, I guess this kind of goes back to money and really ensuring that you are set up to live a nomadic travel lifestyle. But if you don't have something to fall back on, trust me, I've seen it in other nomads before. It can be really, really difficult. Maybe your work lets you go if you're working remotely or if you are working with clients, which likely you will be if you decide to kind of go the freelance or starting your own business route, if you're working with clients, they could drop you. You really have to ensure that you have enough of an emergency fund built up that you feel safe to, I will geo arbitrage, if you are, you know, not in the best financial situation, you'll go to a country where your money will go a little bit further, Southeast Asia, South America, but you want to make sure you have something to fall back on and you have, I would say for me at least, I feel comfortable having five to six months of living expenses. I know others who are comfortable having two to three months. Really just depends on the risk that you are willing to take. But I would definitely recommend having at least two to three months. I don't even think I could do two to three months to be totally honest, but at least two to three months of emergency funds. And, you know, that number can look different for everybody, but I would say have like $10,000 saved up. You can easily spend one to $2,000 in Southeast Asia, South America, or even less than that per month. But you never know what the situation, the circumstances are going to be. You never know how far in advance or how not as far in advance you're going to be booking accommodation. Like for us, as an example, sometimes we are so busy, we just don't get around to booking accommodation until two to three weeks before we're going to be homeless again. And then accommodation prices have definitely gone up. So you really have to plan out longer term if you do want to get some good deals. You can find great deals on Airbnb, but really you have to be booking, I would say, anywhere from like two to six months out to really find great deals. So it's good to have that emergency fund because You never know, especially if you are a freelancer, a business owner, working with clients, you never know what will happen. Of course, you know, we could talk about the whole business model, that's a whole different story, but having some sort of emergency fund for me is just a great, great piece of it. Okay, so kind of going into that one, the next thing that you really need to have before embarking on a nomad lifestyle is a skill set. And this again looks totally different for everybody, but you want to ensure you have something that will allow you to make money. For most nomads, it's going to be making money online. For some nomads, perhaps you're traveling and volunteering or working in different locations. So it can look different for everybody, but you want to make sure you have some sort of skill set that you can fall back on that you know that you can monetize in the online space or in person in these countries for a short period of time before leaving and moving on to the next country, you want to make sure that you have something that is monetized. I truly believe that you can monetize essentially anything, even if you have, you know, maybe you have been a therapist. Well, that could be working online as a therapist, doing coaching. There's so many different things, but it's not only having the skill set. Having the skill set is the very first piece of the puzzle, but there are so many more steps that come after that. You need to figure out how can you monetize that? And then how are you going to attract people? And what are you going to do to market your product, your service, whatever it may be, to people so that you can monetize it or make money off of it somehow? So really having that skill set is the very first step, but by no means the last step at all. But you do have to have start with something that you can make money from while traveling. All right, we have two more So the next one, again, I would say pretty self-explanatory. You have to have a passport and I would say have it valid for at least a few years. If your passport is not valid for six months up until it expires, so let's say it's January and my passport expires in July, I likely will not be able to use that passport to travel to other countries. Your passport has to be valid for at least six months. So that's important to keep in mind for most countries. And ideally, it's good to have it valid for, I know most passports you can renew for five to 10 years. So have it for at least a few years if possible. And it's also important when talking about passports to consider how often you're going to be traveling, how many visas you're going to need, because this can depend. The the amount of visas you're going to need or how often you're going to be traveling, how many stamps you're going to get in your passport could determine if you're going to need a new passport sooner or later. So an example is for me, before I left China, I had quite pages in my passport, but I knew that I would be traveling enough that having, I think it was like four or five pages, wasn't going to be enough. And my passport wasn't going to expire for another three years. So the The expiry date wasn't the problem. What was the problem was the fact that I knew I wouldn't have enough pages to last me for three years. So I ended up just renewing it before I left because I was going to Turkey. I knew, you know, I I can, I've had my passport renewed in different places in the world, different countries, but it's easier. You know, I knew how to renew it in China. It wasn't so difficult. So I just did it there. And of course, If you do find yourself in that situation, you can in any country renew your passport, but it may take longer. You may need to stay in that country for a few months to wait to get your passport. And then if you are on a visa or you're just traveling as a tourist, your time in that country may expire. So things can get a little bit dicey. It's easier just to ensure that you have the passport with the right amount of pages for the right validity of time before you leave your home country. And The last one I want to note is I would say a little bit more expert mode for nomads, but it is something important to consider in your nomad travel journey. And that is if you want to make your nomad life a long term lifestyle for yourself and not just a few years of traveling, which I know a lot of nomads do really want traveling to be something that is a part of their life forever, then getting a new residency, a second citizenship, All of these things that I have personally done to optimize my nomadic situation may be something to start considering. And the first step to start considering that is what do you need to leave your home country? Officially, what does that look like to no longer be a resident or you're American? Maybe you will have to give up citizenship. So that is a whole other conversation. Definitely something more serious, but that's why you see a lot less Americans who have left their home country. But yeah, it is important to kind of start to think about once you have been doing this travel nomad lifestyle for a year, two, three years, is this something that you really want to incorporate into your life full time? And for me, the answer was yes. I never saw myself, and I still don't. I don't think I ever will. <laughs> That's why I left. See myself being part of the Canadian system again, living in Canada, working in Canada, like all of the things in Canada. I left Canada for a reason six years ago, and I don't see myself going back to any part of Canada of what Canada offered me. So I knew that I wanted to get out of that system. I left as a resident. I got residency elsewhere. I open bank accounts in any country I can, which is increasingly more difficult, but that's a topic for another time. But I think I have six or seven bank accounts in different countries around the world now. I have two passports. I would love to get two, four or five passports at some point would be the most ideal with multiple residencies. I don't want I have my business in a different country, you know, registered in a different country. So I just really don't want one government, one system, one country to have claims on everything that I own. And I definitely don't want Canada to have that either. So if you are thinking about having a more long-term nomad life, then that could be a consideration for you as well. I know I've talked to many people who have either started or gone through the process as I have. And it's so exciting to talk to those people. We're so on the same page. So if that's you, then definitely hit me up. I would love to chat on Instagram, on wherever you are most active. I am on all of the platforms. So feel free to message me. I would love to chat. I love meeting other nomads when we travel as well. So these are all of the things that I have compiled. Of course, they the list could go on and on. But for me, these are the most important things to ensure that you have an order before leaving your home country to embark on a nomad adventure. So to recap, those things are your will, your travel slash health insurance, life insurance, VPN, a skill set that you can monetize, an emergency fund, passport with a few pages and a few years of validity at least, and optimizing your situation, whether that be residency, second passports whatever that looks like to live a long-term nomad lifestyle. So thank you for listening. This has been the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, aka Nomad Meeks. and feel free to reach out if you have any questions. I'm on, like I said, on all of the platforms, and I release new episodes on the podcast three times per week now, which is so wild but I love I love 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 making this type of long form content so Monday is my solo episode Wednesday is a guest interview and Friday is the digital nomad digest segment with myself and my co-host Tammy who is also a digital nomad from a different walk of life with a very different nomad perspective so it's really interesting to hear both of our takes on the topics that we talk about within the nomad realm. Thank you for listening and I will see you in the next episode.